Welcome to Rogue News. We are the preeminent geostrategic, geoeconomic, and geopolitical news show on YouTube and on the web. Join us for hard-hitting analysis, behind-the-scenes strategy, and brutal commentary. Find out why many consider us the place to get their news and information. Check us out at roguenews.com. Follow us on Twitter at Real Rogue News, Facebook, and most of the popular podcasting apps. Most of all, remember to subscribe, like, comment, and share. Whatever the heck in the world you are, it's Vita Gorilla Connors with my main man, El Cuco, and we are working the airwaves together. We're making sure the broadcast coming out crispy and clean. We are Rogue News in Exile, folks. Rogue News in Exile, episode 1001. We have with us Velas, V for Velas. You can catch Velas at Discord. If you haven't gotten on Discord, you need to get a hold of CJ. Email El Cuco at CJ at roguenews.com. CJ at roguenews.com, and he will allow you to get in. He is the gatekeeper. He is the He's the key master. Yes, the key master of Gozer. Yes. <laughs> He's over there, so you go check that out. And with that being said, Velas, good morning, my man. How are you? Good morning. Good morning. How are the both of you? I'm hanging in there, man. I haven't had much well, sleep man. last night, well. but you know, it is what it is. You know, ain't no thing like that. Had a pretty crazy week here at Rogue with uh, the various folks that are on or not on this this Jeez. week. It's been nuts. You know, oh, that Martinov interview was, was the bomb, and, and uh, Matthew's yes. interview yesterday was good. Yes. Yes. The Martinov interview is uh, was on fire. It was amazing. Folks, if you haven't done so already, please make sure you subscribe. Subscribe and subscribe, subscribe to this channel here on Twitch, DLive, wherever the heck you're listening to us, Facebook, whatever the heck you are listening to us, make sure you subscribe. Uh, this will also be posted on roguenews.com. And, uh, yes, we will yeah. be back on the uh, back on the 28th where we will be using YouTube solely to notify you that we're having a show on the other channels. That's, yeah. Uh, uh, or if we're really good boys and we don't say anything bad, then I guess we'll be all right. Frank, Frank, had, quite frankly, is really frustrated because they dinged him again, and he can't, for the life of him, figure out what the hell he did this time. <laughs> it's not even worth it, man. That's the whole thing. It's like you know, it. it you could have, I could have said a comment like this. You see, Velas, the difference between a globalist and a neocon is as thin as fag paper. Then uh, uh, the, some idiot censor on 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 YouTube would say, ah, he said the f word. He said f a g fag. He's against the. LGBTQ community, and so then they'll flag me. But little, little do they know that me, the English audience understands what I said. Fag paper me. Fag is cigarettes. It's yes. a, uh, it, it, it's a, uh, um, uh, um, what's the word? A street word for cigarettes, right? Yes. Yeah. So that's what it is. So it's even know. been. Uh, I've seen the term used in a number of English films, yep. uh, even going back to the 1950s. Yep. Absolutely. Okay. No, that's why you, that's why you got to blow up the algos by by throwing in a lot of, of social justice language and then sneaking in whatever it is you really wanted to say and then just watching it, you know, explode <laughs> on itself. It's like the famous line from Star Trek, the old show with Shatner telling the robots, everything I say is a lie. I'm lying. Yeah, we'll, we'll wait. But if you're lying, but then if everything you say, but then and then they all explode. Mm-hmm. So for those of you out there on Discord who have been chatting about the Form 25 relative to Pfizer, um, let me offer some clarity, folks. Pfizer is not delisting. That's the, um, oh, what is it? The merger. Arena, yeah. Arena Pharmaceuticals that they purchased Yeah, had its own stock. And so because Pfizer has bought them, they've got to uh, pull that. This. Yeah. Go go. I mean, yeah, y'all can go dig into that further, but but I saw a lot of chatter on that this morning, and that's that's what's cooking with that. Um, so today I'm going to cover uh, alternatives to DuckDuckGo, uh, inflation and energy, uh, Ukraine labs and Moderna, uh, as well as Ooh. who's running Zelensky and a song of resistance by the band Saxon for all you 1980s fans. Um, I know V covered it a bit yesterday. I did. So DuckDuckGo has said they're going to be adjusting their results for political correctness. They're such scumbags, man. Oh, Russia. And I was well, really suspect you, about them. You quite rightly pointed out that that one of the engines they're using on the back end is, is from Google. So that kind of was going to happen anyway. Yep. Um, so for all of you out there, DuckDuckGo is one of the alternative search engines you can use so that you can get, get away from uh, the matrix, uh, whether it's the Google search engine or on Chrome or whether it is the Microsoft search engine. And you really should not be using any of those 
You should be using nothing but alternative search engines. I've mentioned this on other shows that I use. Actually, depending on what I'm researching, I use a couple of alternative search engines at the same time on the same subject simply because they give me different results. Correct. So V, v gave some examples yesterday. I just wanted to follow up. I did post it on um, the, the uh, Vellus page on Discord. Also, I would re- remind all of you, again, our resources page on Discord has a whole bunch of stuff like this. So your alternative search engines are, uh, and these are just a sampling, uh, you have SwissCows.com, you have StartPage.com, Gibberu, G-I-B-I-R-U.com. This one I'm going to have to spell. It's CircsTheGPM.org. That's S-E-A-R-X dot T-H-E-G-P-M dot org. You have Mojik, M-O-J-E-E-K dot com. Uh, and again, I posted those on the, on the uh, Discord site last night. So those are a number of different alternative uh, search engines you can use instead of that go. So a couple of things. A, as we often say on, on Rogue, we're trying to keep you ahead of the keep you ahead of the craziness and give you options. And those are definitely some options so that you're not at the mercy of DuckDuckGo, which is unfortunate because I've got the DuckDuckGo app on my phone and, and I do use them frequently. So now i got to keep it closer. Yeah, that's pretty app. cool, man. I, I just went to uh, SwissGuys.com and I just typed in uh, Bioweapons Labs Ukraine and the first dings are all alt news, which is pretty cool. Nice. Yeah. yeah, there's always there's always options, folks, and, and we've covered it on other shows. I can do it again if there's a desire. Um, again, depending on how crazy you want to research a subject. I mean, that's that's A, that's the VPN tools I've mentioned. Uh, v and I both like Surf Surfshark. God, Surfshark, surf but there's, shark. there's other options. They're based on um, the Virgin Islands. Well, and then there's also, um, the there's a number of different different server options you can use and addresses you can use that I've provided on, on the resources page where you can literally manually go to a server in Albania and you don't have to worry about the language difference and you can, you can bounce off of that and then hit, it's not like a VPN. It's, it's actually, you're using that site to launch your search and so on. Um, then there's a number of other tools that are available in other countries that I've used for years uh, browsers, in fact, that are available in, in other countries because there is, they used to call it the bamboo curtain between China's internet and ours, but especially given the events of Ukraine and Russia's obviously going in this direction, the Russians most probably will start start blocking or highly filtering access to their internet and vice versa for a number of reasons, some of which are cyber warfare based. Um so you're going to need to get savvy, folks, because we're going to, I've mentioned this word before on other shows, we're going to start seeing, the IT industry's been talking about this for three years, um, we're going to start seeing what's called a balkanization of the internet. You're going to start oh, yeah. getting blocks of internet out there, which will make it easier not to be indelicate for various well, countries to block people their People are calling it, Velas, people are calling it the splinter net. I like that word. That is good. I like that. Mm-hmm. The splinter net. So there are ways to, I don't want to say get around it. There's ways to manage that. And that detail is out there on the resources page. And again, if there's a desire, folks, I can do a show on that and kind of walk you through live and show you how to do this. There's, there's ways that you can still get to the information you're, you're trying to find. Because simply put, and I've said this on a number of shows, um, your government, no matter what country you live in, has absolutely zero intention of telling you anything. Correct. But other governments are more than happy to tell you what's wrong with your, your country because they don't want anybody knowing what's wrong with their country. So if you've got to get access to the truth, you've usually got to go to another country to find that. Some of my favorites have always been everybody from Japan to South Africa. But there's ways to get to those sites, even though various um, – they think it's an obstacle. But if, if you know how to do this, it's kind of like the conversation with uh, John yesterday, Singleton. And I've offered some of my own thoughts as well. Uh, and then we've got our, our guy out there who will go nameless, but he knows who he is, who, who uh, provides a lot of the legal information on the, on the Sunday discussions on Discord. You know, if you're, if you're unfamiliar with the legal system, there's a lot of things you can do that are fairly straightforward and simple to enable you to get done what you need to get done. And it's kind of the same thing when you're trying to get access to information. You just need somebody to help you. So I certainly can help fulfill that at a later time if that's what's needed. So a thought piece, 
You know, when I used to work with a bunch of retired C-level executives out in Washington, one of the things that I learned from them, and especially their descriptions of the boardrooms and the private airline conversations and the list goes on, is how inflexible in behavior most of the world's most powerful people are. Yep. Now, one of the bombshell comments I'll make on that note is, is that one of the people that was on my staff, one of several, were a retired Chase Bank or Chemical Bank, if you will, going back to those days. The little York. Chemical Bank days. Um, yeah, ex- execs. And I did not know this. Uh, they were talking about, they were explaining to me at dinner one night about the Shah of Iran and how they had to fly with the kidnapping money. And I ordered another round of drinks and I said, you have my undivided attention. Please explain this to me. And they're like, well, it's not commonly known, but most of the world's leaders all have insurance policies for kidnapping Mm -hmm. and we're the bank. And so they said, well, the (laughs) Shah was possibly not going to get out of the country. He's like, I was on a flight with David Rockefeller to Switzerland, at which point David was going to get off the flight. And then I was going to continue on to Tehran with briefcases filled with money to get the Shah out because that's what we do. And I'm like, well, that's very interesting. So, so these folks definitely have the insight to know what I'm about to say. And for most of these very powerful people in the world, for them, the world is a very scripted, very black and white universe of a handful of outcomes, because for them, that's the way things always operate. And so they can never entertain the idea that people's behavior is not always going to be based on a handful of very simple goals, whether it's a person achieves a certain version or level of wealth, whether you come from generational family power, you're a high ranking government or commercial organization, this goes on. So, you know, are, is something in your life going to help you achieve a significant financial windfall, a unique windfall of wealth? Uh, are you going to be the first to achieve something nobody else in your demographic has ever achieved? I'm looking at Elon Musk and, and Jeff Bezos when I say that. Have you been able to fight off other powerful people to achieve your goals at their expense? This is kind of the way they view the world. And there's also an attitude among many in the world's elites that the decisions they make may upset you, the little people, uh, but powerful technocratic people have to make globally impacting decisions for the greater good, whether it's the Federal Reserve System, the United Nations, the IMF, the World Bank, this goes on. So based on that narrative, the thing we all have to keep in mind is global decision makers never make decisions that are for the public good. The public good be damned. If you benefit, well, that's fine, but that wasn't their goal. It's about, are they achieving what they want? These people on the whole are incapable of focusing on the greater good. This isn't a university board of regents or a private company's board of advisors trying to make what's, what's best for that organization. They always want to know what's in, what's in it for them. So then when it comes to Klaus Schwab and people like this, we have to view the Great Reset or, or similar, that this isn't simply a new financial model. And the reason why I'm bringing this up is there's been a lot of chatter in the media lately about, well, you know, you, the little people, need to understand that, like, for instance, when we set up the Federal Reserve. No, we didn't talk to you about it. And yes, we did take a private train up to that island up in the Northeast, Jekyll. wherever the hell it was. Yeah, Jekyll Island, yeah. Off the coast and, of Georgia. Um, Yes, and we did, we did make these decisions without consulting anybody because this, this is not a democracy and, and we had to do this for the greater good. And you just need to understand that, that we don't involve you in these decisions because we have neither the time nor the will to explain this stuff to you because we're, we're doing what needs to be done. And I even encountered in academia a lot of, of economists and others and business people in particular, even, even international affairs experts who said, well, you know, when it comes to things like that, even the IMF and the World Bank at the end of too. You know, their attitude is, as well, come on. I mean, Jesus, you know, Europe was a moonscape. We had to rebuild. We don't really have time to take a vote. But in the final analysis, we've certainly come to see how those decisions benefited those specific decision makers and other global elites. So when it comes to the Great Reset, they're already trying, in my opinion, they're already trying to float the idea. Well, we're not involving you in this, but we need a new economic model. The old one's not working. It's completely broken down. So just hang on a minute. We're still in the kitchen trying to get this thing done. It's almost out of the oven. 
You just sit there in the living room and hang on, and we'll get you a plate of this stuff in a minute. It's going to be but delicious. But my to all of you is right. It's going you're going to love it. You're going to um, love it. <laughs> my point, my point to all of you is, is that that what they're doing is going to benefit them. And if it was purely just economics, that would be one thing. But as we've already seen, and as I've been trying to cover on the show, on my shows at least, is the Great Reset is loaded with social engineering. It's loaded with technocratic bullshit. It's, it's loaded with, we're going to, we find, <laughs> we have the technology. We're going to rebuild Steve Austin and make him the $6 million man. We finally have the technology to track each and every one of you cattle out there in the field. Now just hang on because we've almost got this re- great reset done. So there is a larger goal of control. This would be the first time in human history if the elites came up with something that truly was for everybody's advantage. So I did, I did kind of want to lead off this morning with that takeaway. The other thing you all might find interesting is, is, is I have on order with Amazon uh, the two big upcoming Epstein books that were due to come out in 2022, including the much-anticipated Whitney Webb book. Now, I was supposed to have already had one of them by now. And the websites have been updated to say, well, it could be fall before either of these two books come out. Now, these Epstein books, by the way, deal with everything from the trafficking of the women in question, more names of people who were involved, but it also gets into the Bill Gates angle, um, you know, a lot of the engineering groups in the scientific world that were involved, some of the, again, the, the content I had on that show on the, on the 28th of January. What I equally find interesting is not only are these books now delayed considerably, I'm not kidding you folks. I keep getting an email a week from Amazon saying, uh, hey, these books are going to be delayed. Do you want to cancel? You sure you don't want to cancel? Go ahead and cancel. And then, and then when it's ready, we'll let you know. And what I find funny is I've got other items right now that are on order that are delayed. They're not asking me to delay those. They sure as hell are asking me to delay purchasing these books. And I, I will go there. I think this is by, by design. I think this is happening for a reason, especially now that Whitney Webb being Whitney has been releasing bits and pieces of what's in their book, excerpts of it. And I also believe, you know, unless he too finds himself driving a car that blows up before it hits anything like Michael Hastings. Because the more I see of what's coming out of Whitney Webb's book, I think there's going to be shit in those books that, that none of us had anticipated would be there. Perhaps even new revelations we haven't seen yet. So I wanted to, to point that out. Um, by the way, uh, another public service announcement, uh, various media sources, including everybody from oilprice.com to anti-technocracy alternative news sites are warning about cyber attacks and power grid losses. Uh, brought this up on another show. Do not believe the lie. You know who's really causing those events if and when they occur. But given the plethora of notifications I've recently seen, it's leaving me to wonder whether or not there are somebody somewhere's flip the switch somewhere saying, okay, we're going to go do this now. Um, We've been talking on Rogue for quite some time about inflation and dovetailing from CJ and V's comments on Tuesday. um, We've offered up on several shows, various options you can explore. I recently just helped some family members stock up on bulk items this week and was, was surprised by some of the challenges of finding certain things they were looking for. Stay with me because I'm kind of I'm going to go a little bit all over the board here, but but I'm going somewhere with this. There's nothing we can really do about gasoline prices as far as one of the things that we need to acquire. So and we're definitely going to feel the right, and we're we're going to feel the effects of diesel prices. I keep bringing that up, but people keep forgetting that if diesel goes up, well, that's naval marine, that's that's rail, that's trucks, that's everything. Jet fuel. Um. True. True. Uh, kerosene derivative. And uh, so if you've not already done so, and I know I've raised this on the show a couple of times, you know, you take an inventory of what you've got in your house right now. Um, I myself will admit that I recently noticed we were a little low on, on over-the-counter medicines, you know, cough medicines and things like that, and definitely wanted to go pick up more of that. Your cleaning agents, uh, foods that can be frozen, um, anything with a long shelf life, you know, soup, similar. Um, go find your online farmer's markets and related suppliers. Um, we're probably going to find ourselves continuing to fast everybody after Christian Lent is over. Um, 
So do, do what you can now to get the supplies you can now. Now, I'm also suggesting you go buy some bottles of what's known as dry gas for your cars and other vehicles that you drive. These products help remove water from fuel and prevent fuel line freeze during, during winter. And car parts stores carry this stuff, so does Walmart. One of the more well-known brands that's out there is called Heat, H-E-E-T. Uh, one bottle that's red, it has a fuel injector cleaner in it. The other bottle that's yellow is just the, the dry gas product. Uh, make sure whatever you're buying that's a dry gas product is safe for oxygen sensors. Now, I know a lot of car people out there will say, hey, Valis, you know, people don't really need that stuff like we used to, especially in winter because of a lot of the additives and stuff they put in fuel. That's correct, but that's not why I'm recommending it. Because you see, not only are energy costs going up, folks, and when I say energy, I mean everything. I mean liquid fuels. I mean the power. Calories. Company, I mean everybody. Calories. Because we're in calories, right, calorie yeah. uh, quality. Where I'm going with this, folks, is the costs are going up, but the quality, key word, the quality of energy is going to start going down. Now, what I mean by that is energy and power producers have to start cutting corners. They're going to. I mean, think about it. Your toilet paper rolls are getting smaller. You're getting less cookies per bag. All of these food manufacturers at your grocery store are trying as best as they can to reduce the quantity, but not the size of the packaging so that the consumer doesn't, doesn't get smacked in the face too hard with the fact that you might, in fact, be getting a third less of whatever it is you're normally buying so that they don't have to raise the cost on you too much. And the, the list goes on, and the utilities are not exempt from this. Now, I've mentioned a lot about computer data centers because that's one of the many worlds I've lived in. I am assuring all of you as I speak to you today, everybody in the, in the computer data center universe is monitoring very carefully their power cycles that they're receiving from power companies. And I've mentioned the following before. A lot of poor countries, and now some wealthy ones as well, they've been doing this for years. Power companies or utilities We'll start cutting back on quality of energy. Now, what does that mean? Well, if you're walking around your home or your business, you'll see your lights are on, but the feed is poor. Now, we used to have applications when I worked in computer data centers that literally showed us, because we always had redundant power. So I had one utilities providing me power. I've got another utility that we've got as a backup, and then I've got a third one just in case I absolutely needed it. And we could monitor and see how clean is the power. Case in point with a lot of my other clients, I would have systems we're trying to set up either with the government or commercial clients. And I would say, well, how clean is, is your, your internet service? Oh, well, our speed levels is, is really high and it's this, that, and the other. And I'm saying that they're going, no, 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 no. We got to run a whole different set of tools. You know, in the case of your internet service, how many packets are you losing? What's your jitter? What are, what are all of these quality measurements? Because it's like, yeah, your speed may be through the ceiling but you're dropping little pieces of data all over the place while it's being delivered. Why? Because they cut back on the quality. It's the same thing with the power companies. This is, this is also why you've got countries like Venezuela. Venezuela literally loses several days a year from people's clocks and other pieces of equipment because they've adjusted the way in which the, the power is delivered in such a way that it's, it's for lack of a better word, the, the term that's used in the power industry is it's, it's dirty. Yep. So when that comes to the fuel you're putting in your vehicles, it matters a lot. Um, first of all, I know folks are going to start buying lower octane fuel. That's number one to cut costs in their budget. The second thing is, is that I know folks are going to start buying fuel from lower cost suppliers like uh, grocery store chains or off-band providers. So my feeling is, is the quality control uh, on fuel storage is also going to start slipping because I've always... I always hear this from, from folks that it's like, well, you know, there's federal and state rules that say that that fuel can't be stored for X amount of time and this, that, and the other. And it's like, right. And that just went out the window about five minutes ago. The other thing too, folks, is petroleum fuels are natural attractors of water. So I believe it's going to become more common that water and other stuff's going to start getting in gas. Well, I mean, so they're, they're, they're already putting, you look at most states, except for states like Connecticut and stuff like that. Uh, most states have 10% ethanol in there. Ethanol is a water magnet for fuel, and that's what's going right. on. So imagine what they're going to do. They're going to double up and triple up on the water content. You're thinking you're putting in 93 octane. You're getting 81 octane on the other end of it. That's what's going to happen. 
So I recommend Octane boosters. Like, you know, Velis had the heat thing. I also recommend Octane boosters, injector cleaners. If you can do it right now, here's a smart thing you could do. Convert your car uh, to an uh, with an E85 ethanol upgrade. What does that mean? Well, an E85 controller will allow your car to manage not only E85, but also manage, uh, you know, they're gonna, you, you know, various blends of of, uh, of gasoline, whether it's uh, E50, E30, E20, E10, E15, E55, E70, whatever it is, because these guys are going to be cutting it with water, and E85 octane systems would help scrub a lot of that out, and while you know, and, and not worrying about damaging your engine, your fuel lines, and all that other stuff. Absolutely. And, and to, you know, to what I said before, make, make sure that you read the bottles on any of the stuff you're buying yeah. that it's safe for oxygen sensors. That, that was more of a problem, frankly, in the 80s and the 90s when some of these manufacturers were making products that were, were, um, could damage your car because it's like there's still a number of vehicles on the road that had either the early oxygen sensors. They weren't as sensitive as today's vehicles are. But double check the bottle. Uh, v is absolutely right, you know, and the other thing is, remember, you got to pour this stuff in your tank before you fill up and that way it, it mixes up good. Um, but yeah, a, a few bottles of Octane uh, Boost won't hurt either. Be careful with that stuff because some of that stuff that looks like a can of uh, energy drink, you that's more like for off-road. You got to make sure you're not buying uh, off-road Octane Boost, but but um and, and again, in bulk, you know, like Walmart, you can get this stuff with plastic wrap over it. They'll sell you six or 12 bottles of this stuff. And, and uh, he's got the flex kit there up on the screen a moment ago. Yep. Mm-hmm. So just some options. But again, my, my point is um, keep keep an eye on, uh, you know, at your at your homes. There's not much you can do about the power you're receiving, although we're going back to the 90s again, depending right. on how sensitive your electronics are or how good a stereo system you've got. I would definitely check those surge protectors. And remember, surge protectors go bad over time. If, if the power stick or whatever you've got, that you've got that nice stereo system or computer system plugged into is three or four years old, you may want to go buy another one. Because I'm telling you right now, especially where I live, I live in an area of the country that was very heavily industrial back in the day. So, you know, we had steel plants, we had, had auto manufacturers. So for those folks, they didn't care whether or not the power was dirty or not. They just cared that they had a lot of it. So right. we've known out here for years that you've got to have all sorts of surge protection equipment and stuff. These are just some of the suggestions I'm trying to give all of you to, to manage what's coming. Because I'm telling you right now, like with the events going on in Eastern Europe and similar, your gasoline is going to start getting bad. And so you need to do something about that. And so whether it's duck, duck, go, here are some alternative search engines for you. Go get some dry gas. It won't hurt. Uh, and you don't need to pour it in at every fill up, you know, maybe every every second or third fill up uh, just to have it in there periodically to to make sure. Because the other thing, too, is, is is I don't know how much grit, especially that was more common in the diesel trucking industry. But I don't know how much particulate may be getting into our fuel. That's what your fuel filters for. But um, you definitely need to keep an eye on that and it will help your your vehicle run better. Because if you're if you're running on crappy fuel for long enough, I've got a relative of mine that drives me crazy because they keep buying the lowest grade uh, um, grocery store fuel they can buy. And so periodically I have to, to V's point, I have to pour in a bottle of octane boost and dry gas and then go take it out on a back road somewhere and blow all that out of the distance. But anywho, just some, just some suggestions folks, because, because better to buy this stuff in bulk now before, before the prices of this stuff start going up. V, do you have anything else on that topic before I move on? No, no, with the fuel, I mean, there, there's some fuel hacks you could do. Um, I mean, E85 is probably one of the best ways to get around it. You're going to get less miles per gallon, but it's going to be cheaper, yes. and uh, you're going to be guaranteed that your engine won't won't get jacked up. Because here's the thing: you're running all that all that fuel. You're going to get less. You're going to get less quality fuel products. What's going to happen is going to jack up your fuel systems. And let me tell you something: when when your fuel systems and your engine gets jacked up, that is way more expensive than uh running e85 okay so e85 will be the the cheaper route to do get yourself a flex fuel kit uh you're going to probably have to take it to a a, a a shop that knows how to properly tune for that and then you should be okay um or you could if you want to you know bite the bullet get yourself uh, an electric scooter <laughs> not even joking man like, <laughs> you know get yourself an electric scooter get yourself uh, uh you know one of the other ways if, if you live in a community that allows food delivery 
you know, like you know, Instacart, um, DoorDash, whatever, you know, Whole Foods delivery, Aldi does delivery. Everybody does delivery. Pay the $10, $15 delivery charge and have your groceries delivered. You know, that's one of the other things you can do. You can save on gas that way. Um, yeah, that's, that's what I got to say, man. Or I got a, I got a high school. Tesla. <laughs> I got a, I got a buddy, a buddy from high school. That, I got a buddy from high school that runs a, a bike shop, and it's funny because once again, much like like uh, two thousand and seven, when when fuel prices were going up, he told me that he said there's a whole bunch of people calling him as soon as the weather starts warming up. He said all these people calling him for uh, new tires, new inner tubes, um, you know, getting alignments and stuff on on various types of bikes straightened out because more and more people are like, if if I've got to make a short trip up to pick up a few things i'm just going to put a backpack on yeah. and go ride up and go buy buy what i need with my bike you know yeah. so that's another one of those kind of behind the scenes things that i kind of find interesting is folks are talking about um you know using their bicycles more uh tika boom uh you're welcome uh to some of the comments you made there in the in the comments section uh just a sidebar um you know when it comes to petroleum there's over six thousand things that we make from petroleum uh paint ink, dry cleaning fluid, roofing products, um, nylon products of any kind, tires, antiseptics, fertilizers, as we know, trash bags, pharmaceuticals, ammonia. Um, interestingly enough, depending on the plastics used on the cover over the, the uh, solar panels themselves, uh, certain kinds of plastics are used as the clear section of solar panels. Uh, and then glue, among others. If you'll recall my April 2021 show, I talked a lot about uh, the problems that were going on with glue and adhesives, that we had shortages that started way back in 2018. So again, depending on what you do in your personal life, I'm not talking about folks that need a bottle of glue for your kids that are in school, but um, if you're in any kind of an industrial line of work or whatever, where you need, you probably are already well aware of this, but it's like if you're able to buy adhesives in bulk for whatever you need, uh, now's the time to do it because those are going to start going up. Um, a surprise kind of out of the blue was um, I posted on Tuesday the 8th on the Vela's page a clip of Adam Curry, one of the former VJs from MTV, yeah, talking about the Great Reset. And here's another one of these people that is a complete mind scrambler because here's this guy that used to be there talking to Van Halen and stuff with all the groupies and crap running around in the background. Um He's got a really fascinating background. He had he had relatives that were in the Central Intelligence Agency and military intelligence. He's he's very well read and comes from a very interesting background. Um, he had a fascinating theory, uh, which was that if you keep raising the prices of energy high enough, you're going to end up shutting down manufacturing because the cost of manufacturing becomes counterproductive. And he had some other data points on that I found interesting. So if you have a chance, go check out the his program I posted. It's on YouTube. Now, I know he was talking to Glenn Beck, and I know Glenn Beck's a little bit of a loaded individual, but I'll let that ride. Um, he's also got some theories about Bill Clinton that I found very interesting. Um, he also believes that if Trump had not been in office, Hillary would have probably locked us down for three years with no uh, inoculation available. I know the inoculations are about as loaded as you can get. However, I understand his point. So, and his, his final comments on that interview uh, echo a lot of Catherine Austin Fitz, that you've got to find every way you can to get out of, quote unquote, their system. You need your own schools, your own credit unions, pay with Bitcoin where you can, the list goes on. A lot of this is CJ's common focus about do what you can at the, at the local level. Now, on the Moderna and Pfizer, God, Pharma universe, my thanks again to Mike Moore. Mike had a piece this week where he was talking about the fact that he's got people telling him that Moderna is in the process of trying to create their own database with the help of MITRE and Microsoft that goes beyond what's in the vaccine adverse reaction system or the, the VERS database. Now, you'll recall what I said on a prior show about what VERS is and how it goes back to 1986. And this is the whole thing about why pharmaceutical firms can't be sued and all that. His point was, as he said, the Moderna project will include data on everyone who's been harmed by Moderna's shots because the, the VERS system, at least the public version of it, is anonymous. 
And as I mentioned on another show, you know, the government folks, they go through all of the reported harm that's been caused by various, any vaccine. They cleanse out who the people are, where they live, all of that data. And it's just kind of a numerical listing of how many people were harmed based on what drug, et cetera, et cetera. Moderna needs, needs this database to have specific people in their addresses, including more detail around which shots they received, what kind of harm, specific harm they encountered, et cetera. Now, he believes there's several reasons why this effort is being run. The first is, is to prevent anyone from easily drawing conclusions about which shots by which manufacturer cause the most harm. Second, that the use of this system is to help direct Moderna's efforts to scrub public or government data about people who've been harmed. Now, from what he describes, the FDA is heavily involved in this along with the CDC, which also helps to explain why we had all those resignations earlier this year by people saying, I'm not putting up with this, I'm out of the agency. The intention supposedly is Moderna wants to directly reach people that have been harmed by their shots and have them sign NDAs, give them financial payments and similar to keep them quiet, to avoid class action lawsuits, to stop researchers who are trying to look into this more deeply, any form of public disclosure and the list goes on. Also, they want to make sure if you're one of those that were harmed and you decide you want to go after them or try and sue them, that they know everything there is to know about you. What's your financial situation? How much debt are you in? Do you have any other problems that are out there? So they know how best basically to target you. Now, what also struck me about his descriptions of the mechanics of what was going on with this is that this reminded me a lot of how intelligence agencies hide data or how they kind of pull the PSYOP angle with media organizations. Um, the real giveaway to me was is the involvement of MITRE. Mm-hmm. And I've mentioned MITRE on shows previously, M-I-T-R-E. MITRE is one of those kind of think tanks slash government contractors, spooky kind of outfits. They're in the league of the Rand Corporation, Brookings, uh, Battelle, uh, a group a lot of you probably have not heard of called the Institute for Defense Analysis or IDA. These are a lot of the, it's like you've got folks who operate in the shadows and then you've got these people. Yeah. And what I also find interesting is that because I did used to deal with MITRE, I had MITRE as subcontractors on, on projects where I was working and similar. MITRE has actually started to run into some problems. Uh, their rankings relative to their CEO's effectiveness and organization effectiveness have been dropping uh, compared to their peers. Uh, in my opinion, this makes them vulnerable to being pursued to run a project like this. Um, you know, it's kind of like the comments I've made about the legal community. If I'm in a really nasty legal case and I need a law firm to hire another law firm to go, you know, this whole thing about uh, what do you call it, uh, priv- you know, uh, being protected under privilege when it comes to private investigators and similar, that second law firm usually has to be a really dirty outfit because you need somebody who's willing to do really dirty crap. And that's kind of what I'm not implying that MITRE is a dirty outfit. I'm just saying, I mean, they kind of operate in that world anyway, but. My point is their rankings compared to their competitors have, have been dropping. And this to me makes them vulnerable. And, you know, pharma knows they're in trouble. And we've been saying this on Rogue for some time. And I know C or uh, V's been talking about this, that, you know, spring into fall of 2022, the ceiling is going to start caving in on some of these firms. Yep. And in my opinion, also, um, we've got other pharmaceutical firms out there who, in my opinion, are going to start stepping forward, you know, and doing the whole thumb pointing maneuver saying, hey, you know, we're not like Pfizer and Moderma. We'd never do that stuff. Uh, Your future medical needs should be taken care of by us. Because I've always been wondering why Bayer and some of the other big pharmaceutical firms were never involved in the operation of warp warp speed activity. Right. Uh, I've wondered the same thing. Yeah, uh, I was so thinking the same we, thing, we man. I was like, well, good, good, Dallas. So, moving into Ukraine, and there's two areas of Ukraine, and one of these I'm going to have to do on another show because I've I did it again. I had a show, a show prep for today, and then a whole bunch of stuff happened, and I'm like, ah, oh, God, now I got to tell CJNV I need two days, two day, two days a week again. Um, <laughs> one of these is on the labs, and the other one is on Zelensky. Now, some of my comments about the labs, this is a repeat, but the chatter in the media right now is almost laughable if this wasn't so serious. We've got straight-faced Department of Defense, State Department people 
in the same podium speaking about things, saying there's no truth to the rumor that there are labs in Ukraine. And we're equally very concerned about the labs in Ukraine due to Russian military action. And it's like, <laughs> wow, you didn't even you didn't even stutter. Nope. Um, we've also covered on Rogue, and I've I've uh, if you'll recall those graphics I shared with you last week about where the labs are located globally yeah. for the U.S. Department of Defense. Then the other picture that showed, okay, here's specifically Ukraine. Here's where each of them are in Ukraine. Oh, look, here are all of the major. Uh, Russian military strikes, you'll notice a pattern. Um, folks, I got, except for the Russian airstrike stuff, those graphics, th- those are all U.S. Department of Defense graphics. That's where I got those. Mm-hmm. And where I got those is, say it with me, nothing dies in cyberspace. And I know V has mentioned this, and I think CJ's mentioned this, and I know it's been said by many in the alternative space, that the minute the bullets started flying, the U.S. Embassy in Ukraine and other government websites were immediately scrubbed of anything right. dealing with these labs. Right. And they're very good at that, folks. But for those of us who've been in the industry a while, you know, there are websites where I can go back and find out, you know, on August 12th of 1998, what did, what did YouTube's website look like? You know, there, there are people out there that are constantly... I mean, you got the way, way back machine that could do that. Exactly. You know, you've, you've got data out there, folks, that is stored that lets us know what was on certain websites at certain times. Now, the funny thing is that some of that is, is industry mandated for disaster recovery purposes. But it comes in handy when the government, because they don't know any damn better or don't care, well, we got to get all this stuff off of our websites. It's like, right. But thanks to what Velis is talking about, and here's your alternative search engines, and here's a VPN. And here are some other governments that will allow you to backdoor your way into the very data the government says doesn't exist. And, oh, look, here it is. <laughs> All those images I gave you folks, with, like I said, with the exception of the one that showed the actual military strikes by, by Russia, those, those, those were all U.S. government documents. Yeah. I didn't create those. Those weren't done by some university student. That's, that's the government's own shit. And then they're standing there, you know, watching that guy from the Department of Defense. I, I wanted so bad to throw a whole chicken at that guy. Oh, if you're just wasting your time with these rumors about, it's like, you asshole, here's your own shit. Comment? <laughs> Care to comment? So let me say this as clearly as I can, because now comes the FUD, and I'm going somewhere with this. A, those labs exist. Those labs were paid for in many cases with U.S. funding, not entirely, but with a lot of U.S. funding. Those labs were in cooperation with the World Economic Forum, which that in and of itself should raise questions. Why would an international body who is interested in public-private partnerships to help the world operate more effectively, what in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ are you guys doing screwing with anything that deals with biological warfare? Yep. Those labs were in cooperation with the U.S. Department of Defense and DARPA. They were in cooperation with Health and Human Services, which is the parent agency of the CDC, and NIAID, which is Fauci's outfit. Mm-hmm. And again, I go back to my January 28th show. Around November of 2021, entirely new U.S. government grants were issued to the same labs at Wuhan. The first uh, tranche of funding was $5 million from U.S. Aid, which is one of the U.S. federal government's aid organizations. It was one of many grants. But again, what's the while while the left and the right and however the hell we want to call that while they're all yes you did no we didn't uh, there's labs well they were just looking into diseases yeah but it, it feels like biological weapons well you wouldn't know a biological weapon if it landed on your head okay well they're over there arguing the money went to the Eco Health Alliance the money went to the Eco Health Alliance. Right. Sorry, the money went to the Equal Health Alliance, who's involved in the Ukrainian labs as much as they were in the ones in China. That's Peter oh. Daszak. Yep, that's Fauci. Peter Daszak, who's worked with Fauci for years. Yep. And what was Daszak focusing on? Gain-of-function research. Who the hell yep. took half a show and explained to you how bad gain-of-function research is? That'd be me. Yep. Daszak also recently admitted, what? He's been involved with the CIA for decades. Wow. So all wow. this chatter in the press, folks, on the labs... Don't let them distract you. Holy they, cow. They, they will never let the light of day talk about the Eco Health Alliance. They will never let it talk about Wuhan. And again, 
what in the name of God did I cover on the 28th? I talked about Epstein. I talked about Gates. I talked about specific people who were involved with the Gates Foundation, who got involved with Epstein, directed money to universities like Yale and Harvard and others who were researching this stuff. And here's a bonus comment from the memory hole. Remember Malaysian flight MH17 that got shot down over Ukraine in 2014? Correct, yes. Who, were, who was on board that flight? Re- Six research. top AIDS researchers on, yeah, yep. on their way to a conference in Australia. Yep. And, and within the last two to three weeks, what has started leaking out? What is a major side effect potentially of the mRNA shots? AIDS. Exactly. Or in this case, VAIDS, exactly. virus-induced um, acquired immunodeficiency uh, syndrome. Exactly. Vades. So when it comes to Zelensky, the current president of Ukraine, mm. I say this often. I'm trying not to be a pain in the butt about it. We've got people that are on TV. We've got people that are in the public eye. We've got people that appear at press conferences with the World Economic Forum. They are not in charge. They are hood ornaments. Correct. Who runs George Soros? Lord Malik Lord Malik Brown. Now, you got to... You got to love a man with a name like Malik because you know something is up. Because for those right. of you who know your, your history or, or kind of dabble in various religions, that's the name of a god from the ancient world that an they used to sacrifice god. children to. Right. Uh, yes, an owl god. Ooh. Yes, yes, yes. For, for all of you people who know what goes on in Northern California every spring. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so who is running Zelensky? It is a Ukrainian oligarch named Ihor Kolomoisky. Also uh, known Igor, as Igor. Yep. Igor, Igor Kolomoisky. Igor Kolomoisky. Dual citizen from uh, I'm going to cover this Israel. gentleman in more... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he has citizenship, folks. Say it with me. Israel, Ukraine, and Cyprus. Yep. What goes on in Cyprus? Well, probably some of the world's largest amounts of laundering, but yep. that's a whole other topic. I'm going to cover this gentleman in a lot more detail next week. What's interesting about him is, especially for those of us living here in the Midwest... Mr. Kolomoisky has been buying up a lot of the Midwest, and he uses some very strong-handed topics, including, to paraphrase from uh, The Simpsons, Principal Skinner, some large men here to see you. I don't remember having an appointment with large men. Um, Any of you remember when the feds were busting all those buildings in Cleveland, Ohio, out of the blue? It was kind of a slow news day, and a lot of people were scratching their heads saying, what the hell is going on? Because Mm. the... Department of this was back under Donald's administration, the Department of Justice and the FBI were raiding all of these buildings in Cleveland. That was Kolomoisky's operations. Now, why they were raiding him, I don't know, but I have a whole bunch of information about this cat that you're going to find very interesting. So we will we will get into that gentleman next week. And if V and CJ are uh, what do you call it? Forgiving of me, I may, because unfortunately, once again, folks, I've got so much detail sitting here that I've put together. It's like hey, I may need it. I may need a two-show week next week. Yeah, no problem. Done. So, our friend Patrick Ryan, he's got a graphic that's going to blow your minds, and I'm going to cover that on next week's show because literally, like, I'm running a, a, a conference call with all of you. I'm going to have to have CJ and V put that up on the screen, and then we're going to walk through it together because it's a big. Holy crap moment. Did not have time for that today. But uh, Patrick, as he sits up there in the sweat lodge, had a number of questions he recently posted that were open-ended. And I took a swing at several of these. Uh, So I'm going to read to you what Patrick's question was that he's posted to his fans. And then I'm going to provide you my answer. So his first question was, quote, what happens when when entire countries starve at the same time? My response to that is, well, you get some interesting dynamics. Look at Europe following World War II or Africa in the 1980s, among others. His next question was, what atrocious decisions do, do people make when famine strikes? And my response to that is, Donner Party, anyone? Governments fear their own people, and they go total police state just for their own survival. So depending on the degree, quote unquote, of food shortages, Africa's problems of the 1980s could become North American suburbs this year. We will see. Also, I would point out, and I know some of you who are stuck in blue states and can't do much about it, just do the best you can, but red states seem to be handling these situations for supply chains and similar much better than blue states. Yep. 
Patrick's other question was, who facilitates that atrocity under the guise of assistance? My response to that is, as well, we had a lot of revelations about aid organizations in the 1980s, the corruption, the efforts to intensify those disasters to make more money, and the list goes on. By the way, I'd also point out what also came out about the aid organizations in the 1980s, child trafficking. Yeah. Remember the whole We Are the World song and Live Aid? Oh, yeah. There's a whole bunch of people who've dug into that. You wouldn't believe how much of an exploit that was. So what foundation just got restarted just in time to exploit all of this? My response, that's the Clintons, folks. They're back. Clinton Foundation, all over the news. They're uh, placing themselves at the center of this storm, just like they did with Haiti. Uh, you know, that's the whole thing. That's the whole thing. You know, Hillary once told me... Uh, uh, it was uh, never let a good crisis go to waste, and uh, I'm just there to make sure that all the poor brown people and then all the unfortunate uh, individuals they get the care that only the Clinton Foundation can provide. By the way, folks, where does the Clinton Foundation and others like them tend to get money? They get it from governments. That's a fantastic way to launder money. Uh, what kind, of, way, too much, what kind of favors does that create? You need to stop, Ellis. You're going too deep <laughs> into this, and uh, I don't want the people to know. And, and, and uh, Patrick Ryan's last question, and who helped start the Clinton Foundation? Jeff Epstein, folks. Uh, uh, yeah, that would be my friend Jeff. He was a great guy. <laughs> and, of course, with Bill's soon-to-be ex-wife talking about the divorce. Which, oh, Gates, oh, God, It's yes. much like the lab. Yes, much like the lab. <laughs> are, we, are we, you know, like I said, folks, one of the, one of the great, great people I worked with who had the stones to do this, a former army uh, major uh, used to do a lot of ops stuff in Eastern Europe. I remember sitting with him in a meeting with a federal agency we were working with. And there's all this chatter for hours about well, the way things ought to be. And geez, I don't know. And how do we get this done? And he just looks at everybody and goes, we're sitting here talking about talking. Now either get me some damn metrics or I'm leaving the room. Cause there's nothing there's, we're just talking about talking. It's the same thing here. Are we are we talking about the Clinton Foundation? Yes. Are we getting to the bottom of anything? No. Are we talking about labs? Do we have right on cue people who sound left wing and people who sound right wing or conservative or liberal, if you prefer? The Biden administration should have done. Oh, stop. Well, if if Donald Trump had done the following, right, but none of that at all deals with the Eco Health Alliance. None of that deals with NIAID giving money. None of that deals with where's Fauci. And so we've got Bill Gates' wife. What did I say last week? Why the hell is she giving interviews? Why is she giving interviews? Because we got to provide air cover for the Clinton Foundation. We got to provide cover because more and more detail about the labs is coming out. And if you believe certain parties who's uh, quite rightly, uh, have been pointing out that um, while we're discussing these labs and you're distracted by the lab, we're not getting into the detail of the labs. What other thing is not happening? Well, we have a crap load of detail coming out about the vaccinations. We've got a ton of detail coming out now by, I wouldn't say peer-reviewed journals, but certainly peer-reviewed work by people in Germany, people, ironically, in Israel, people in other countries talking about, holy God, have you seen what this stuff does to the human body? But we can't get to that right now because, oh, God, we're going to have World War III over Ukraine. And if you can get a layer below that, well, there's these labs. Well, and if you can get a layer below that, we got the Clinton Foundation. But again, we're talking about talking. We're not discussing the facts. The last damn thing, to quote from quote from the TV show MASH, this is a press conference, and the last thing I want to have happen is, is to have an actual discussion about factual data. So from the really, really, really bad movie, folks, and it was horrible, Judge Dredd was Sylvester Stallone. There was one rather funny line that's in that movie where a guy is walking down the hallway of this horrible place where he's living, and these automated robots are going by giving public service announcements, and one of them was... Please remember to eat recycled food. It's great for the environment and it's okay for you. Do your part for society and eat recycled food. So with that, in the few moments we've got left, because I want to make sure we don't cut into Harley, 
uh, V, can you play the the song just up to to uh, it? It'll, it should start at like minute one ten. There we go. Listen to the lyrics, folks, and the imagery. That's good. So we are on this pilgrimage together, everybody. And that was our uh, song for this week. My uh, thanks to all of you as always for joining us on Rogue and uh, not just myself, but for any of the guests on Rogue and for continuing to try your best to navigate both Discord and our website. So with that, I'll open the floor for CJ and B before we uh, move on to Harley. CJ. No, uh, good stuff, Vellus. I mean, definitely the most interesting times. I think the whole um, information regarding disconnecting as much as possible from the existing system is is just is so important, whether it's energy, food supply, communication. And I guess you can look at Russia as a perfect example in the attempts to completely disrupt them. So more obviously more on a larger scale, but, you know, breaking that down to the individual uh, that's why I just think it's 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 just that important at this as we, at this time as we navigate through this. Very well said. Well, and you've been a very consistent and loud voice, CJ, and rightly so about about working at the local level. And I I just can't say that enough. And I commend the hell out of you for constantly making sure that that doesn't get lost in the sauce here in the work we do on road. Absolutely. Well, so I think let's all hope that. Trump and the crash helmets and Q can uh, save us from the globalists in the next uh, few months. Right. <laughs> we're, on a, we're, we're on a pilgrimage, folks. Hey, hang in there. Uh, you know, one of the things I, I always found funny was, um, I can't say Russian anymore. My Eastern European priest once made a comment about a bunch of Americans went over to Russia for a, a pilgrimage journey in the Orthodox Church, and they kept complaining about how difficult the, the pathway was between these two historical sites inside Russia where pilgrims are supposed to, during Easter, walk this, this long road between these two locations. And my priest asked everybody and said, well, what exactly is the problem? And they're like, well, it's not very well paved and there's no benches or anything. And he's just like looking at them going, this is a pilgrimage. The road is not meant to be easy. There's, there's, no, there's no tour bus that's going to come pick you up. That's the whole point is, is, the, is the path is difficult. The path is a challenge. It may rain on you. There's, there's, it's just the way life is. You got This is the pilgrimage, man. 
And uh, so I wish no- you all well. Have a have a good weekend, and we'll see you next week. Absolutely. Velas, thank you for joining us. He is Velas, the Dark Raven of the Deep State. He is joining us with all the wonderful things that he has to say. You can get a hold of him over in the Discord channel. Go to the Discord channel. Uh, ask CJ. Email CJ over at CJ at RogueNews.com, and he will let you in. And this report, this broadcast will be uh, posted on RogueNews.com, the central focus for all things geopolitical, geostrategic, geoeconomic. And with that being said, Harley Schlanger is next. Cheers, everyone. Thanks, fellas. Yep, good stuff, fellas.